every single inch of this house has a story. It's just been a, a wonderful experience. And I've grown so much. I look back at myself from a couple of years ago and I think, did you know that this would happen, that you would get to this point in the future where I don't think there's anything I won't attempt now. I look at everything and think, yeah, I could do that. Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. For those looking to invest internationally, do not miss today's episode. We interview Molly Hale, who's a lifestyle content creator who's renovating a 500-year-old home in the south of France. She's going to tell her journey, very raw journey about the goods and the bads, about investing in a country where she's not fluent in the language and neither had experience in construction. So there's a lot here for you guys to listen and really enjoy this journey because this is not just about the renovation. It's internally her story of overcoming and getting the confidence that she can do anything in her life. Before we get into Molly's story, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Interest rates are sky high in 2023, and buying a rental property means you could get stuck with an 8, 9, or 10% mortgage rate. But what about a 2.99% rate with rent to retirement? Rent to Retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller financed 2.99% interest rate with an average cash flow of over $900 per month. Plus, they've got options where you can put as little as 5% down with no PMI. As the nation's leading turnkey investment company, Rent to Retirement helps investors build headache-free, high cash flow rental portfolios. And since their properties are fully turnkey, newly built or renovated, leased and managed, anyone can invest, even those who aren't into landlording. So what are you waiting for? This 2.99% rate deal won't last long. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com. Or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Welcome back, everyone. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show. Someone actually asked me, why did we start this podcast five years ago? We had nothing to do. <laughs> we had nothing to do. No, and, and it actually comes back to what we believe because we believe this so strongly and so passionately that literally every woman in this entire universe has that fundamental right 
to financial freedom on their own terms. That is what we believe. And that is why this podcast continues to exist. Thank you, Molly Hale, for being on our show. We are so excited for you being on the show because you have certainly led your life in what you're doing in the South of France on your own terms. So first question here, you know, when, when Andres and I were preparing for this interview and uh, we invited you to be on this show, you know, reading your bio, your background and how you're restoring this 500 year old village home in the South of France, absolutely fascinated. So the first question is this, what inspired you to take this project on? Well, I, uh, I'm French. I come from a French background and I always wanted to um, explore where my ancestors were from. And I've, I've always lived in modern homes. So when I, when I chose to purchase a home in France, I decided I wanted something at the exact opposite of everything we've ever known in the United States, which is a 500-year-old house, a 500-year-old village house in a tiny wine village, nothing like what we have in the United States. Yeah, definitely quite opposite of the square cookie cutters that we, we have over here. So walk, walk us through, how did you come across this specific project? What was, this, what was happening in your life? I was living in Paris at the time. I was uh, recently divorced and living in Paris. And I, I obviously couldn't afford, uh, I had the little nest egg. And I couldn't afford to buy anything in Paris. And I, I knew that it was real estate, that, that w- real estate was the only answer for me. Um, my husband and I, ex-husband and I owned many homes and I just knew that I had to own a home. So I was getting all of those Instagram, um, posts about, you know, buy a house for 30,000 euros in Portugal or, you know, right. And I started doing my investigating and I realized that each of these homes, yes, they are, they actually are beautiful little homes, but you get what you pay for. There's something behind that. You know, it's either, it's either in a flood path or, um, or so remote that it's like 30 minutes from the nearest house, you know, or from the nearest anything, you know? So I, I had my budget. I, my budget was a hundred thousand euros and I, I, because you can't really get a mortgage in, in Europe as an American, you can't really get a mortgage. So you really need to pay cash. And with, with a hundred thousand euros, um, there's only so much that you can, that you can get. So that's when I started doing my research and, and looking at regions and, um, and I, I just willed, whittled it down and I, and I found this, this little gem, a dilapidated gem. Come on. It's just 500 years old. Not that dilapidated Molly. Come on. So why the South of France, right? Because all the women that are listening right now and they're pissed off about the U.S. market, they cannot find anything. And they also, women like like me, for example, I don't want to do another cookie cutter. I just refuse to do it. I don't want it. There's nothing in me that's going to get me there, like just for the money itself, uh, not that motivated, right? So a lot of women are looking to invest internationally. So talk about the South of France market. Why did you select that specific area? First and foremost, it was the weather. Um, I'm from California, so I wanted the warm weather uh, because there, are, there. If you if you look at the at the French region, um, the La Côte d'Azur, the the French Riviera, is very expensive. 
And so I first looked there and all I could get was a little studio apartment, basic cookie cutter. I didn't want that. You know, I wanted the dream. I wanted the under the Tuscan sun dream. So I, I then had to work my way away from La Cote d'Azur or Nice or um, Paris, you know? And so that was what kind of led me down these, um, to these other regions. And I found this wonderful region that most people don't know about. They say that it's the Provence from the 60s. It's the uh, Languedoc region, the Leroux, and it's along the Mediterranean, furthest south, um, borders Spain. And so I'm an hour from Spain and an hour from the nearest airport. And you can fly into Barcelona, you can fly into Paris, you can fly into Nice. It just really had all of the, the boxes checked and it's affordable. Nice. It's a hidden gem. After this podcast, I'm not sure about that. We're going to have like blood of the man there. It's really a hidden gem of a region. So I'm I'm fascinated that you took on this particular project, right? In in terms of renovating that old of a home. We talk about like, you know, the 1970s and 80s and in the United States, but 500 years is a whole different game, right? It's a whole different ball of wax. So had you had previous renovation experience in the past? Zero. So in terms of you find this property, you're like, I can afford to buy it with what you have. How did you then assess without any renovation experience, a let alone renovation experience here in, you know, with the area you're looking in, how did you assess the the value that how much money you're going to have to put into it to bring it up to its highest and best use? Well, I, I estimated 20%. Well, was my budget to put into it? So I had that money set aside. Um, and also with 500 year old homes, uh, well, at least my house, I was lucky it had the bones. It had the solid, solid 500 year old bones. Are we talking rocks or are we talking? Yeah. Yeah. But a really funny sidebar story. I was, um, just last week, I was trying to install a television, um, uh, what's it wall called? Mount? To, to install a TV on the wall. The wall mount. The wall, wall mount. Thank you. Yeah. And suddenly sand came out. And sand was all over the floor. And I have a neighbor who is familiar with this house, the ins and outs of this house. And I went over to his house and I said, hey, Phil, what's up with the sand on that wall? And he said, oh, yeah, the sand wall. That wall is made of sand. It's literally made of sand. Wow. That's what they did. That's, that was old French masonry. So he said, you can't ever put anything on that wall. That wall has to stay empty forever. And who knew? So now I know there's a sand wall in the house. I, I, I no love idea. that. It reminds me of the day that I was rehabbing a property in South Philadelphia. And then all of a sudden, I see hair on the wall. In South Philadelphia, you you connect with what? Mafia, right? I was like, damn it, there is a person. There is a dead body over here on my wall. They put a dead body on it. I start panicking it because I was like, I don't want, right? My my contractor was like, don't worry, this is horse hair. Yes. And I was like, horse exactly. hair. So it is the most, we, ha- we did not touch at all because it's very resistant and it stayed over there. So you would, we would have to take the whole thing down and rebuild all over again. So we let that, let that go. And I think one thing is important to know, 
Liz, even even like me with construction experience, right? Yeah. If I go to Europe, Brazil, or other places, my construction experience go goes like close to none because there's no drywall. There's no concept of of drywall, at least on the areas that I am aware of, because of the weather. It matters less of of having that. I think it matters to the sense that that I can ask a lot of questions of how things are, but not necessarily I will know how how to or what is, because I I know how long it takes to build a house over here. <laughs> We're not talking about the same materials, supplies, and culture shock, and yada, yada, yada. Add, add the language barrier to that. Add that. That was one of the hardest, or is one of the hardest things for me, because I may be level B2 French, but I'm not level B2 French construction, right? So, the, I, and I've gone through two different contractors, um, and again, in a foreign country, a different animal, different ball game. They just will just quit working because they have va- vacances, they have vacation, and they're gone for the entire month of August. So you better get your work done in July. You better set them up in May. And, you know, it's just a different mindset here. And I really had to adapt to the French time frame, which is we may never get it done. You just have to deal with that. So you know you don't like in the U.S. Um, with a with a contractor, we would give them some money up front to kind of get them going. No, here, no money up front. They'll take your money and and be like, we'll be on vacation for the next few weeks. Thank you very much. Yeah. So there was a huge learning curve. I have now mastered it. I now am calm, but there were times when I was losing my mind. Yeah. The, the ceiling, the rain coming through, the ceiling leaking all within the first 30 days. I thought, what had I done? I was right out of a movie. It was just, it was scary. All right. So before we scare everybody, like, ha, no. Funny, funny story about construction language. I think a lot of people underestimate that and think that I know English, therefore I know construction slash English, and it's not. So for a long time, and I'm pissed off at people that did not correct me, for a long time, I text, I don't know how many people, we were talking about the duct work for the HVAC, D-U-C, duct, T. Right. I text, don't live, uh, I text with duct work. Yeah. yeah, the duct work. Nobody ever correct me on that. That right. is hysterical. Until somebody told me. <laughs> right. Hey, just letting you know, it's not duck. I was like, <laughs> nobody had the courage to just like, hey, girl, let me help you out here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tell yeah. You about that. that did not so work. true. And sometimes their definition of, of an item, uh, like drywall, they're, they call it placo here, but it's not the drywall that we're familiar familiar with. It's not as thick. So when I said, oh, you're going to drywall the bathroom, right? And they said, yes, we will use placo. And I, okay, cool. And then it's done. And I'm like, that's not what I meant. Oh my gosh, that's not what I meant. But it's complete. What do I do? I've got a bathroom now with this placo. Don't really know what it is. It's not drywall. 
so for example, for, for folks that still didn't lose their hope yet, right? And they're looking to invest in, in, in France and they're, what, what are the, the biggest mistakes that you made when purchasing a property that you wish you knew? I wish I hired an inspector um, at the beginning. Now, inspectors aren't really the norm in France. You can hire one, but it's just not normal. Uh, what they do is they give you these surveys. When you first make an offer on a house, there's this 10-day cooling off period, they call it. And they give you these surveys, um, which are their inspections that the sellers provide. And there's electricity, environmental, um, things like uh, termites, um, your usual, but no plumbing. Plumbing is not one of the inspections. And you have to just trust the process and trust these surveys. And in that 10-day cooling off period, that is the only time that you can question the surveys. You can try to uh, um, uh, get you know them to go down a little bit in your offer. Um, you could get your inspector to go in. But this 10-day window is really tight, again, being in France, because the French time frame is we'll get to it when we want to get to it. And so you have to be able to get not only find an inspector, but get the inspector to come to the house get the seller to agree to giving you the keys because they don't have lock boxes. There's no LMS code. You know, they don't really have an MLS in France and then getting the inspector to do the inspection, write the report, give it to you all within this 10 day grace period. So what I always tell my clients is you get that inspector on standby before you're about to make an offer on a house because the homes in my price range, the hundred thousand euro price range, they go within 24 to 48 hours. You see, it goes on the market, it's gone immediately. So there's really no time to then say, well, I need to try to find an inspector when inspectors aren't really the norm. So you need to be prepared. So I, in hindsight, I wish I would have done that because I, there were a lot of things, these, uh, this electricity inspection, the survey that I received, um, I'm not certain that they, if they had maybe paid him off because there were some illegal activity there was a lot of illegal activity. They had the electricity hooked up to the, the public utility pole down the street. And that was not in the inspection survey. So they had their electricity hooked up illegally to the pole. They had the electricity. They had two sets of electricity. And, and when on day one, when I moved in and I had the electrician from EDF, EDF which is the, the French electrician electricity company, come out to hook up my electricity. He said, what is that? And he showed me a separate box that was hidden behind a wood panel. And he broke open the wood panel and he cut it. And he said, that is illegal. And so, but, and the, my, the inspector did not find that that wasn't in the survey. So there's these surveys it's just my opinion. I'm not certain how legit these surveys are because the sellers provide them. Wow. There's a lot to, and there's a lot of, to cannot navigate in knowing what's true, what's not true. And now you're in a, an environment in a, in an area that you're just not familiar with. How do you even vet the inspector? I know that the inspector's not in, now my like conspiracy theorist like is coming in, like my Jersey in me is coming out like, well, how do you know the inspector is going to be on? So what did you, how did you, how do you recommend people vet an inspector in a, in a foreign country that you're not familiar with? Thank you.
The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation homeowning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. Top real estate investors love to talk about how they save so much on taxes, but how are they able to build rental property empires while skirting Uncle Sam? 1031 exchanges. 1031 exchanges allow you to defer capital gains taxes while you sell an investment property, exchanging your old property for a bigger, better one and avoiding the tax man while you do it. And that's where First American Exchange Company comes in. They're the leaders in 1031 exchanges. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting, First American Exchange can help you with simple rental property exchanges, complex commercial real estate investments, reverse exchanges, and more. Don't let your taxes eat into your profits. Visit First American Exchange Company at firstexchange.com. Or call them at 800-556-2520. That's firstexchange.com or 800-556-2520. Keep your money in your pocket and propel your portfolio further at firstexchange.com. First American Exchange Company does not provide tax or legal advice. Consult your financial, real estate, tax, or legal advisor about your circumstances. First American Exchange Company. Safe, smart, secure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, they're, they're definitely not licensed inspectors. That doesn't exist either, really. So you just have to find someone that you trust. And I now have someone um, who, I, who I, just from telling my story, I ended up working my way towards the right person. And so he, he now, I refer him to people in this region. Yeah. You know, the funny thing ever. So my sister was looking to purchase a house and very similar story and behavior happening there in, in Brazil. I was like, no, it's impossible that there is not an inspector that is going to do this. Like you probably don't know that, but I don't believe that that is the process, that that's what happens. And then the lady had to come from two hours away to open the freaking door to you. Why they don't have a lockbox there? Like lockbox, come on. Should I import lockbox, uh, export to Brazil, right? Or make a deal over there? I'll be rich. Like just with selling lockboxes. I was like, where on earth this is happening, right? She's like, no, this is what it is. So I think sometimes we take it from granted well, we have it here in the in the U.S. and how the process is and how you know the mitigation of of risks that 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 we have to to do to go through it and how quick can go things go because we are 
we can get access super quick and make the transaction. And I think with AI, that's going to speed up even more. But that's not the same thing uh, in Europe or, or South America. Therefore, right, there are the advantages of those places that we don't get to have it over here from architecture, for lifestyle, and all, all, all over. So the question to you, Molly, is after everything that you've gone through, would you do it again? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. With, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I, 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 I now know um, what not to do. Um, and, and I, yeah, absolutely. I'm having a great time. <laughs> because you're living in it as well. Right. So we talk a lot about like live in flips, but you're literally living in this property as you're going. Tell us about that. Well, I continue to make mistakes. Um, I made the mistake of, of plugging in um, an American curling iron, um, even though it was with a, a French adapter still. Why? What happened? Uh, it blew out half of the electricity in the house. And I had been using that, uh, that curling iron in Paris, no problem. But again, this electricity is very old. And it just couldn't handle it. So, so that happened. Um, again, going through multiple contractors. Um, I've, I, I did, I was overwhelmed with the, the, the ever, needing, cause it's a three story house with a rooftop terrace and everything needs to be remodeled. Everything. It was fully dilapidated. And I was overwhelmed because I wanted everything to be complete immediately, right? And now I work one room at a time. I take my time and, and I know it's probably never going to be complete. It's never going to be perfect, but that's the way these French homes are. They're not really, none of them are perfect. These old houses, they shouldn't be perfect. You know, where are you at with the construction right now? 50% friends and family come in and they say, what you're close to being complete. But I say 50%. I think if we change so much, then it loses the character, right? Which that's why you originally chose to to be at that that property. What have been like the most unforgettable moments that you have uh, got to experience despite all the twists and ups and downs? Uh, well, definitely the, the sand wall was one of the biggest experiences. Um, but you know, in general, it's just the pride that I've done this all on my own. I haven't had any help from anyone. You don't have help when you're in a foreign country and you're a woman all by yourself. And I've, I, I, at the beginning, I, I wanted to, I wanted help. I wanted help. I would call my brothers and I would call any man that I knew and say, I need a man to come help me. And now two years later, it's, I'm at two years. Exactly. I don't need, I don't need a man. I've done it all on my own. And there's there, that is a really good feeling. It's a very powerful and empowering feeling. How are you able to actually make that transition to relying on, you know, kind of outside support at times, like you were saying, I don't need this, this person or that person. And then being able to like, feel like you are, you know, almost, almost like you took the power and said, I am in control of this project. Now you asked for help, right? You're getting help from contractors, you're getting help in different areas. So you're not doing everything yourself, but in terms of like relying on like kind of outside counsel that we get taught somewhere along the way from a generational baggage perspective or from a societal pressure perspective, right? Um, 
how did you make that transition and how did you step into that confidently? Because whether you're renovating a 500 year old home or you're just making that next investment decision, I think your story relates to women from that perspective. So how did you kind of let go of that need to ask the brother and the this and the that and say, you know what, I'm in control of this project. I can do this. How'd you make that transition? Well, definitely the proximity from family. I was, I, I post COVID, so no one was coming over here. Um, it's just, there was no accessibility to, to really getting the help. And so, you know, maybe if family or, or and friends were an hour away, I would have still continued to lean on them, but I had no help from anyone. And there were moments when I did have a total meltdown. I absolutely did. One year ago when, when the ceiling was, was caving in and it was raining and I just thought, what did I do? But then I, I continue, I pick myself up, I get up the next morning and well, this is, this is my life right now. I have this house. There's, uh, where am I going to go? I better continue working on it. And lo and behold, step-by-step, she's beautiful. She's getting there. She's beautiful. And, and I, and I look around and every single inch of this house has a story. I have a, I have a funny story about everything. You know, I still haven't finished painting all of the stairs because I'm, I'm deciding on what color I I want ultimately for the stairs, but I'll get there. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just been a, a wonderful experience. And, and, I, I've grown so much. I, I look back at myself from a couple of years ago and I think, you, you, did you know that this would happen, that you would get to this point in the future where I don't think there's anything I could, I won't attempt now. Everything, I look at everything and think, yeah, I could do that. I can do that. Molly, that's really powerful because what, what you've been through and what you're doing is relatable to whatever we're actually working through in our own lives, right? And I think, I think that's such a powerful way to say it and, and a powerful way to move forward. Now it's like, I could do anything. And it just creates this confidence. And I think that's why we have this community of Invest Her, because we're really, it's about that, that, that confidence so that you can take action. So I love that. Molly, where can the ladies listening learn more about you? They can find me on TikTok at France Survival Guide and or email me at francesurvivalguide at gmail.com. Um, I have a great TikTok community and, um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very open and honest on my TikTok. I, I walk people through my renovation process and, um, I show people the progress I'm making and yeah. So, so you can find me there. I love it. All this information you guys can find on our show notes. Now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And Molly, the first question is, What's the most transformational book you ever read? Oh, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. I refer to that book constantly. Um, I think like the my favorite quote from that book is your only reality is of your journey is the step you're taking right now. And I have that written on my fridge because all I can do once a week is take a little baby step on the renovation work and, and lo and behold, it'll continue to, uh, to be complete someday, someday. So that book is wonderful. 
Second question, what's the most powerful routine that you do to create a financially free and balanced life, whatever balance means to you? I used to worry about the future too much. And, and so what I do is every day of the week, I focus on one subject, one topic, one, one part of my business. So Monday is content creation. Tuesday is working on my, my new business strategies. Wednesday is communication and, and doing these consultations. Thursday is working on the house. So that's my therapy. I have my therapeutic Thursday where I do I either work on the house or I do some exercise or you know something like that. And then Friday I wrap everything up and I try to finish the week off on a strong note. And it seems to help. And then the weekends I enjoy myself. And and that seems to have been um my what has gotten me through this because if I look at this entire house of everything that needs to be done, I get too overwhelmed. Last question, which woman, famous or not, has inspired you the most? Ah, uh, it's not, it's not anyone in the public eye. It's, um, it's the women that are surrounding me, the, my, my circle, my daughter, my 27 year old daughter. She's an inspiration. She's killing it, um, at life in, in her life. And, um, I'm just, I'm lucky to be around some really powerful and dynamic women that, that definitely, um, give me great advice along the way when I, when I need it. I call them up and they say, nope, keep going, keep going. You're doing great. You're doing great. You're living the dream, right? Molly, thank you so much for being on our show. Thanks for sharing your story with us and our community. Just very powerful. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Molly. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao. 